0: And welcome to the Periodic Table episode 22. How do you spell douche? Recorded May 3rd, 2012, and brought to you by Element Opie Productions. ElementOpie.com. The Periodic Table number 22. The Titanium episode, because Titanium is the 22nd element in the Periodic Table. Titanium is a lustrous white metal when pure. And the minerals are very common. It's a strong metal with a very low density, therefore it's lightweight and very strong. Stronger than steel. Easily fabricated and has excellent corrosion resistance. It also burns really brightly in air. um, And will burn in nitrogen. So it's great for fireworks. So it's good for body armor and fireworks. (laughs) Welcome everybody to the periodic table number 22. My name is Mark and with me this week we have... uh, three people you've heard of before and one you haven't uh so starting with uh the old hat there mr sean Kybel. hey sean what's up
1: i am wonderful tomorrow's friday and i really need friday this week
0: you know after we do the introduction i will tell you about my friday story real quick but uh let me go ahead and introduce you to uh mr chuck not jolly known as Nightstar. welcome back chuck hi <laughs> hey, how y'all doing and uh, Corey Knapp, who's with us in uh, ethereal voice only. Hey, Corey, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. He wasn't too mad at me for insulting him about being blind last time, so he came back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we have a new one with us. Tonight, um, you know, I, I I called called him out on the show last week. I said, you send me three stories, I'm going to bring you on the show. And he he sent me more than three stories this week and last week. So I called him out, and we have Mr. Wise One, also known as Gordon Lee. Hey, Gordon. Hey,
2: Mark. How's everybody doing?
0: And this is Gordon's first podcast, his first Google Hangout, and his first Skype call. So we're just popping cherries left and right this week. <laughs> Show title.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, there, there you go. Matter of fact, yeah, I need to get on that. Let me see. We Ah, oh, there we go. Okay.
0: All right, so yeah. let me tell you about my Friday. So t- it's we do do this on Thursday night. So uh, it, it's Thursday afternoon at uh, at my school. It's about four uh, fifteen. I work at a high school, and there I'm working on this particular uh, teacher's computer, and and I look around and realize we're we're like the only people there. And people don't usually leave quite that early. They don't usually just bug out. So I thought it was a little interesting, uh, but I didn't really pay a lot of attention to. It. I thought maybe there's a, a ball game or something everybody's trying to get to, and. Uh, I made some comment that what I was doing on her computer uh, was was going to take longer than I was willing to wait. I said I'll just come back tomorrow, and and look at it then, and it should be should be finished by then. She said, "Well, I'm not going to be here tomorrow." I thought, oh, "Okay, well, I got plenty of time." And then she, said, then she said, "Are you working tomorrow? Why? Why wouldn't I? It's Friday, May the fourth. Why? Why wouldn't I be at work?" Turns out, tomorrow's a school holiday. I didn't know that. Oh. Uh, it's, a, it's one of our bad weather days. In Texas, you're required to, to build two days into the schedule for bad weather. And if you don't take those days uh, for bad weather, they just, they just become random holidays. So this, this is a bad weather day tomorrow. I didn't know that. I would have been sitting in the parking lot at, uh, you know, I, I usually get there about seven before anybody else anyway. So I would have gotten there early tomorrow. I'd have gone to my office and started work. And like 930, I'd have looked up and said, where is everybody? Right. And then I would have realized it's a day off.
1: <laughs> yeah we had ours uh it, it, this was definitely a nice year for this but uh probably two three weeks ago and we uh they they put one they tacked one on the front of a weekend and one on the back end and we had a four-day weekend so uh, that was really nice
0: yeah that's what my kids did they had a four-day weekend uh around easter uh and but we've got uh, this friday off and then another friday in may off and i'm fine with that i just somebody should have told me because I would right. have felt like such an idiot. And I and I told her, I said, somebody's got to tell the tech guys these things." Sean, I used to depend on you to tell me that. Because you'd come in on a Thursday, and you'd be all excited. Welcome to E-Friday, you used to call it. And you'd be all right. about, big about, yeah, I can't, I'm looking forward to this three-day weekend. And I'd look like, oh, okay, thanks for telling me. But now that you're not there, yeah. I don't have anybody to tell me these things anymore.
1: <laughs> See, I was worth something.
0: Uh, you were indeed. <laughs> So uh, to start off the show, that I, I was listening to myself on another show, and I realized I need to strike the word so from my b- vocabulary. It's my, my standard uh, yes. transition. I say it way too often. So so tonight I'm going to strive to strike so from my vocabulary. So anytime I say it, everybody yell at me. We'll, we'll make that like Pee Wee's Playhouse, like the, the, the word of the day. When I say so, everybody go, ah, and maybe I'll remember. All right.
1: It's a good thing we don't have to take a shot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You would be slobbering drunk in 10 minutes.
1: Yeah. It's it's the same. You know, it's kind of like along the same lines as the Florida thing. You know, every time we mention Florida, we have to take a shot. That would, uh, we'd never get through the show. That's right. All right, Mark. So uh, I'm struggling. I'm struggling.
0: I was trying to lead in, but I couldn't find a way to do it without the word so
1: yeah I, I can get you there so <laughs> so so <laughs> see i can say it uh this is what our second week of doing this we're gonna throw the bacon bit in there and who knows we may do this uh it seems like there's no shortage of bacon products or things that we can and, throw and this there, so.
0: was suggested by wise one the article this week is one he submitted so he's gonna have to do it so okay. uh gordon it's all yours well i said so
2: well, on my cruising around, I found another wonderful product brought to, brought to us by the makers of Fresh Step, Fresh Step Kitty Litter. It's bacon scented kitty litter. So when your nice little f- furry loved one decides to uh, do his business, you get the wonderful aroma of bacon.
0: That's, that's <laughs> great. I, I've titled this one, Why Smell Poo When You Can Smell Bacon? The deal yep. there is that when when the cat goes into the litter box the the clay is impregnated with with bacon scent. So when she and that's that was a re- reasonable transition. I was able to say so there. Uh when the cat uh scratches the litter, bacon fills the air. So you don't smell poo anymore. You smell bacon. Aimed at right. the bachelor yeah. cat owners out there. <laughs>
1: yeah that's uh i don't know the psychological damage that one might might just ruin it for me i I don't know that you know (laughs) smelling that and then you know because it's kind of like a a pavlovian thing right i mean over time i'm gonna start to associate the smell of bacon with cat crap you know whether whether element 966
0: in the chat room says those are not two cents i want to associate with each other Right.
1: Uh, Well, I'm going to keep us on the uh, the bacon line. Uh, So this show, I I think this is really going to be the the central pivot point for this course. uh, We are, uh, you know, putting it out there to the whole network. But it's the bacon bracket, bacon madness, and uh, I I cut off the uh, nominations May first, and uh, I filled in a few extra uh, spots. So we have a 16. uh, item bracket. Uh, you can find it over there at elementop.com on the forums. If you'll go into the general forum, you'll find the bracket, and I have put a link to both the bracket itself and a link to the uh, the Google forum where you can uh, make your votes. So get out on over there. Uh, if you're in the chat room, I am pasting the link to it right now uh get on over there and vote for your favorite bacon product. so uh, there's a couple of interesting ones let me uh let me just pop back in here and
0: seriously people you have to do this sean is hinging his entire faith in humanity on this one stupid little uh thing that he's done I, in the forum it's all well, he I, thinks we, about it's all he talks about. every time i talk to him he mentions the bacon bracket you really have to do this or he will be a broken shell of a man
1: Well, and let me tell you something interesting because I was making this bracket out and I noticed that uh, probably close to half the bracket is uh, products from J&D's, the makers of bacon salt and bacon A's and and whatnot.
0: The bacon coffin.
1: Right. So I I got this all filled out and got it posted and everything. And then I realized, you know, we're basically doing some free advertising for them. So I shot an email off to him and just said, uh, you know, Hey, if you want to cross-promote this, please feel free to do so, you know, try to, uh, uh, you know, get some marketing on our side, too. And I got a response from them today, and uh, the lady, she was uh, like the head bacon guru or something, you know. These companies love to give funny titles nowadays. Uh, but she's forwarding it on to their marketing department. So I'm hoping that we'll get a little uh, extra boost from this as well. But uh, just looking over the, the bracket, some interesting matchups. And uh, by the way, the seeding was completely random. So what I did is I just listed them out. I listed out the, the whole 16, and then I used a random number generator uh, and assigned those numbers just from the top to the bottom. And this is just the way it fell. So there was no pre preceding or ratings or anything like that. Uh, one that's killing me, Mark, in the uh, in the first round is uh, number three filet mignon against number thirteen bacon burger dogs. Oh wow! Yeah, that was an unfortunate uh, matchup. Uh, I mean, you know. W- you always say that, but, you, you know, they're going to have to probably meet up eventually anyway, right? Right.
0: That's like Victoria's Secret runway show versus Super Bowl. Uh, it's its a hard thing. You, they're both awesome. <laughs>
1: right. So uh, that was uh, that's the tough one for me on the left side of the bracket. And then uh, let's see. Uh, we've got the right side of the bracket's got some interesting ones. Um not any real anything really tough. I thought bacon bacon sunflower seeds against bacon envelopes uh, i'm I'm curious to see where that one lands.
0: That'll make you want to lick a stamp,
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm like, hey, you know not that we send a lot of that kind of stuff anymore. I mean, I can't remember the last time I licked an envelope, but I still remember the flavor, and it wasn't good <laughs> That's so. True. So I think that's a that's a great, uh, a great idea. Uh, It's it's probably, you know, it's unfortunate that they didn't come up with that, you know, 15, 20 years ago. But anyway, so get on over there to the forums in the general tab and you'll find that uh, that bacon madness bracket and vote for your favorite bacon.
0: Moving right along to the first news story. This is not one that I'm going to link to. Because you've probably all seen it. It came up at uh, dinner tonight when I was out with my family. Uh, before the show, the guys were talking about it. And that's Tanning Bed, uh, bed Mama. Um, it's all over Facebook. This lady uh, allegedly took her daughter to a tanning bed. And um, she's, what, five years old, something like that. And, and I, I don't know the story. I don't know anything about it. But it, it frustrated me. When the the people around the table were crucifying this woman um, in absentia about about a Facebook post, they don't know anything about anything about anything, and so it just uh, it. I, I don't want to even talk about this woman so much as just the societal norm of convicting people based on you know a reshare and you know click share if you think this woman is a terrible mother and five million people click share they don't know nothing and and the point i made is, uh, let's say it's true. Let's say she did take this five year old daughter and give her, you know, a standard half hour or whatever it is in a tanning bed. That is roughly the same amount of, uh, radiation that my seven year old gets when I let her play outside on a hot summer day. So if you're going to call this woman a bad parent, you got to call me a bad parent for the same thing.
1: Yeah. Um, <sighs> I don't know. I mean and now the you know it seems like the it seems like the truth is coming out. I mean this is all over the news but uh is the fact that it didn't even occur. Uh so there again I mean it drives home what you said Mark is people jump on this and just automatically convict people in you know just out there in the social media and uh before there's even really any evidence of anything. Yeah. So it, it sickens me I don't. it just ticks me off to no end
0: and to look at the the woman the there's a picture posted in the uh the chat room and and, and again um uh, i'm not going to post it here just just facebook tanning bad and you're going to find it and clearly this mom has issues she she has made herself look not even human anymore uh and so right. people are assuming that because she looks like that she must be turning her daughter into that as well and i just think that's wrong
3: Okay. I just think yeah. you know, the media jumps on everything so quick, you know, it seems more and more often they these stories they love to just jump on them and keep them going, keep you know the right. fire going. I heard a similar argument recently about uh,
0: you know, the Avengers movie uh, comes out tonight at 12:01 at to tomorrow or to, late tonight. The new Avengers movie comes out, and, and people were talking about you're going to go see people standing in line in costumes or whatever. And somebody was making the point that, yeah, there are going to be 300 people standing in line. Four of them will be wearing crappy hand, homemade Thor costumes with uh, aluminum uh, foil mallets. And those are the people that the, the media are going to go talk to. And and the guy was bemoaning that, and the, the other person's response to it was, yeah, it's called interesting. Nobody cares about the 40-year-old father of three who has his teenage boys there to watch a movie with. That's not interesting. So it's because we are so interested in the bizarre that the media feeds us what we are asking for. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, I didn't stir up any controversy at all. <laughs> All right, beginning with our first show, and this one is, uh, Sean put it in there, but I, uh, like two people forwarded it to me. We have a lot of, of repeat stuff here tonight. A lot of people are sending me stuff, and that's awesome. But as soon as I saw this story, I thought of Sean and his great love of all things Apple. So, oh, Sean, yeah. I will let you begin with the whiz Kid.
1: I uh, yeah, I definitely love this story. And uh, we, I, I work for a school district, and we have a number of these setups. So uh, I'm trying to refresh the uh, uh, the story here in my browser, but basically, uh, this school had a it's they're rolling little rolling carts. They're marked. They're smaller than probably what you're used to seeing in a laptop cart. They're right. just about maybe. Uh, uh, three and a half, four feet high
0: in uh, Pennsylvania, kind
1: of right in Pennsylvania. Uh, and this is a a Mac cart, so uh, had all these uh Macs in them, and I think it was Mark. You've got it up. I can't get the the thing to come. It was like thirty six thousand right. dollars worth of Macs. The, t- the headline cart. is uh,
0: the headline is Boy eleven takes legendary p that cost his school thirty six thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, so, so literally, he goes and opens this cart up and just takes a whiz all over these MacBooks uh, in this cart, uh, which j- is just beautiful. awesome and yes. and
0: weird all at the same time. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking if I'm the parent uh, or the or the the teacher, whatever the adult who walks out there, do do you intervene there? I mean, because if you do, what is likely to happen? I mean, if you call the kid's name, he's going to turn to to you and that's not what you want. And if you try to go physically remove him, <laughs> that's not what you want. No, what you? <laughs> so you just yeah. kind of have to stand back and let it happen.
1: Yeah, that was uh yeah, just amazing. And yeah, he must have really had to go because to to hit all of those max uh let's see, they just say 36,000, so I don't know uh
0: it just as a stack of MacBooks is what it says. I, I'm
1: guessing that was like, you know, most of those carts are like maybe uh, 25 of them or something in there. Uh, so, yeah, just just absolutely crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I loved it. And, and that gives you a good idea, too, of just how much money goes into one of those. And, you know, being, Mark, the, we're the tightwad tech, uh, it, it just, every time I see one of those and the amount of money that's spent, on just one little cart that serves so few children Uh, and i think about how much better that money could be used but uh, yeah but apparently this kid maybe he's been listening to the taiwan tech
0: (laughs) being a tech (laughs) i'm looking at it thinking they're going to bring that cart to their tech and say can you fix these
1: you know (laughs) i'm hoping that they they take it to the local apple genius
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah,
1: <laughs> roll roll on in there and say, uh, there. <laughs> can you can you fix these things? And then I want to see him as they're cracking them open. Go, well, they got wet inside, but this isn't wait. This isn't water. What is this? Is this
0: Gatorade? What, what, this? what was spilled <laughs> on
3: these? So smell uh, it or yeah. something and go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: eBay at the new Apple I was now on gold.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was just practicing
4: his William tail you know, and shooting apples.
0: Oh, wow. How long have you been sitting <laughs> on that one, Chuck? Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. I just <sighs> And my, my next story here, I'm calling, well, it lasted more than four hours. And this was sent to me again by a number of people. Uh, this is in San Francisco. Uh, a California man is filing a lawsuit against uh, BMW, uh, the motorcycle maker. They make cars too, but this this particular uh, about a motorcycle. Henry Wolfe, 52 years old, claims he suffered an injury during a four-hour motorcycle raid uh, ride in May 2010, uh, according to the lawsuit. The lawsuit says that he was riding his 1993 BMW micro- uh, motorcycle, which was fitted. <laughs> yeah, I'm such a tech. Was fitted with a Corbin Pacific seat, and he suffered a severe case of priapism. And priapism, in case you don't know, is a boner that won't go ar- go away. He's had an <laughs> erection for 20 months. Oh, no. For oh. 20 months. And once wow. that happens, there is there is only one treatment for priapism, and that is to stick a needle into the penis and drain the blood out. And that may or may not be um, effective. The blood may just come right back in.
1: Well, yeah, but not only that, I mean, I've got to think uh – You know, I mean, if you cut off blood flow to any part of your body uh, for very long at all, hours, let alone 20 months, uh, that part of your body is not going to be any good anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm surprised it didn't just fall off.
0: (laughs) Show title. I'm surprised it didn't just fall off.
1: (laughs) Wow. No way. So there's no follow-up? I mean, we don't know what ultimately happened to this guy.
0: Well, the the suit is ongoing. Uh, it says he got medical opinions uh, from three different doctors and experts in priapism at the University of California, San Francisco. Uh, he claims that the injury was caused by the ridge-like seat on the mitre- motorcycle. It says he is now unable to engage in sexual activity, um, which is causing him su- su- substantial emotional and mental anguish. Um, And it doesn't say anything else about what his treatments are, what his life, uh, you know, li- life quality is expected to be.
1: You know, uh, I heard about his wife just last week. She died from a permanent spine. Yes.
0: Yes. The happiest so. <laughs> woman on the planet. <laughs> Although it says she's, he's unable to engage in, in sexual activity. So maybe it's painful. I don't know. It says that
2: he went under IBM? the procedure and ever since it's left him impotent
0: oh is that it is is that what it said i missed that yep so he went and had the procedure and they drained the blood and now it won't go back so which is worse having one that won't go away or not <laughs> being able to get one use it
1: <laughs> yeah i mean if they told me that i'd just be like hey doc just leave it the way it is just leave it
0: <laughs> yeah. can, can i get some tylenol let's move on <laughs> Right."
2: Maybe he and can go Figer back for doesn't another have a ride. Leg to stand
0: on. <laughs> oh! Maybe he can go back for another ride. Thank you, Chuck, for that excellent potential show title. <laughs> okay. Wow. That hurt in so many ways. <laughs> Moving right along. How do you follow that up? Honestly. This is a cool one, which which is, uh, it's kind of one of those um, Hallmark Hall of Fame movie type stories that didn't quite have the ending you expect. Uh, A a man by the name of Steve Carter uh, was browsing an online uh, website of missing children. He himself is adopted, and uh, he doesn't know really anything about his adoption Process. He doesn't he doesn't know anything about his past, and so just because he wanted to, he he started looking through uh, a site of of missing children, and he found an age progressed photo of him of, of an infant, and it looked exactly like him. He's thirty five years old now. He's a software salesman. Uh, he was adopted at age four from a, an orphanage in Honolulu, and they don't know anything about it. Uh, he's grown up. He's got married. He's you know he's working on a family of his own, and um, then he finds out that he is missing so he goes back to hawaii and uh, finds out about uh his family and they're uh you know he wasn't one of those eager i'm so excited let's all hug it out and now we're a family thing um he said that his the family doesn't doesn't quite know how to take it and he doesn't quite know how to respond to it either it's just kind of like oh yeah hey by the way you're sort of my parents and stuff
1: wow so did they i mean so he must have been abducted at some right. point by something. his I mean, mother the who raised him, right?
0: By his mother. Uh, he, uh, according to his father who is now got his own family and, and other kids and stuff. Uh, he, his mother took him out for a walk one day and never came back. And uh, according to orphanage records, it was about three or four weeks later, he was uh, turned into that orphanage. So they don't know what happened in that three week time span, but a woman brought him to the orphanage, presumably his mother, and left him there. And so his dad, you know, they went out for a walk. <laughs> Hawaii's not a, a big walk. place, so uh, you know he's he's been uh, it was a very long walk. Wow! <clears throat> they did a DNA test, and they found out that it was in fact, you know, it's all true. His his biological father, father had reported him missing. Um. And, you know, they don't really know anything about it. He just knew that he was adopted, and his dad just knew that he was missing. And they now, 35 years later, or 31 years later, they're putting all this together. Kind of a deep story, uh, in a weird yeah. kind of way.
1: Yeah. Wow. What do, you, what do you say to that? I don't know. That's, that's, uh, that's got to be devastating, though.
0: Well, I, you know, uh, 31 years ago, it was devastating. Now, I don't know what you would feel about that.
1: No, I, 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 I think I'd be devastated. Everything. I mean, the the person who basically I thought was, you know, my, I mean, hopefully loving mother all my life, uh, I find out that she basically was, you know, a child abductor no 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 and, no
0: he didn't live with that mother he was sent to an orphanage and adopted by an american uh, ah okay
1: okay by I a family living
0: in the mainland not american hawaii hawaii is america uh, but no he was he was his mother left him at the orphanage and he's been adopted okay. since then
1: okay so yeah some disturbed lady abducted him then she realized she couldn't handle it and, well the
0: disturbed lady was his mother his biological his mother,
1: mother. Right? oh
0: okay I was. were you thinking listening there was abduct- for the last three minutes of the show sean
1: I, well i've been distracted so <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking there was some abduction in there somewhere so i had that uh, grilled into
0: my mind his biological okay. mother took him out for a walk and never came back and then huh. uh, at, uh sometime about a month later somebody dropped him some woman dropped him off at an, at an orphanage so they put the two together and assumed that was his mother so that's really kind of all we know.
1: Uh, I don't know. Even just to find all that out, I mean, doesn't that give you some sort of a, I mean, I know a lot of kids who are adopted kind of wrestle with that anyway, is, you know, there was somebody that didn't want me at some
0: point. Well, you got to assume he sort of made all his peace about that already.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess for him, he's just finding out the the kind of weird details of how it all happened, I guess, so. Uh, huh.
0: And following up on that, we have to give an update on the mullets. It wouldn't be an episode of the periodic table without Florida beer and the mullets. Turns out the mullets are millionaires, and uh, all this time that we've been talking about them, they have been uh, under the ausp- under the care of a public defender because they said they couldn't afford their own lawyer. As it turns out, uh, the the uh, leader of the mullets. Sam Mullet, I believe is his name i can't remember we've talked about him all these time, uh, but uh, he sold some property to an oil and gas company and uh, received about two million dollars uh, actually didn't sell it just leased the rights to it uh, and so the state is now saying, the state of Ohio, is now saying, uh, you got to pay us back for all this time, this, this almost two years that you've been having a public defender, and now if you want to keep this lawyer, you can, but you're going to have to pay him, uh, pay for him at a rate of $250 per hour.
1: Well, he certainly can do
0: that. Yeah, apparently. So, yeah, I guess so. Uh, th- that's weird. I don't understand. Maybe it's an Amish thing. Maybe he doesn't want to admit that he has money.
3: You well, you know out, that's probably? say that again, Corey. He didn't think they would find out. Probably, we probably just wanted to see if they wouldn't find out about it, or just see if he could fly by, you know, under the radar. Yeah, maybe kind of he was
0: trying to protect his assets. Who can get in the the mind of a man who broke into people's houses and cut their beards?
3: Yeah, exactly. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and that might be. Uh, I'm sure for uh, a lot of people out there, they might hold this misconception that uh, these people uh, don't have money just by virtue of the fact that they're Amish. And, you know, I think they they think that they're just uh, the kind of vow of poverty, I think, is what they assume about these people. And, Mark, you know, uh, in our area, uh, very, very close relative to the Amish or the Mennonites. Mennonites. And, uh, again, the Mennonites here in North Texas are very big in the trailer-making business. And there are some that have quite significant businesses making trailers, you know, uh, flatbed trailers and all kinds of things like that. Uh, so uh, they can conduct business and they can sell things. And, you know, the, I I don't know if that's really the Amish that are, are profiting from this, but, you know, those uh, fireplace... Right. indoor the fireplaces Amish fireplaces. <laughs> and, yeah, oh, yeah and furniture TV. and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're allowed to make money and and, and do all of this stuff. So uh, that doesn't surprise me. That's the first time I've heard of it happening that way with uh, leasing... Uh, mineral rights
0: an interesting little tidbit in the story they said he's being held without bond uh, because the they consider him a flight risk and a danger to others and he said he has uh offered to pledge a significant cash bond or his property to get out so he wants out of jail in a big way and the courts are saying no you're too dangerous you're not getting out so he's been held all this time uh without uh the possibility of bond and has been uh letting the government of ohio foot his legal bill and when they found out he i assume i assume as part of the discovery process they found out he was worth a couple of million dollars they said uh not so much
4: but man i don't understand he's a flight risk he's in a buggy how far could he go (laughs) very fast
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right you don't say much chuck when you do it's good
4: (laughs) i mean i just where, where is he gonna go nobody's gonna know about him
0: yeah I don't I don't think it's so much as the risk of running away but the risk of him terrorizing other people I think that's more what they're concerned about I mean how do you put could you put a bracelet one of those tracking bracelets on a on an Amish man don't you have to have a plug in a receiver somewhere (laughs) I'm asking I don't know
4: I don't don't know know either just take away his buggy (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> Probably get make another one yeah he'd just make another
0: wheel you know another buggy and, and go he'd just build one
1: man what a story i mean this, this and you know there's just so much more that we're going to be reporting on in the next uh year or two i'm sure
0: okay moving right along uh, maybe if some of you know this i i've i try to stay out of popular news i try to stay ignorant because uh most of what we call news is just you know tabloid journalism and not real news uh so i don't really i didn't know who this woman was but apparently her name she goes by the name of octomom uh, uh her last name is uh, nadia Suleiman. had octuplets and already had six kids before that so she's got 14 kids now and she did an interview recently where she said that if she had to, or, or not if she had to, but if there were offers, she would consider doing porno to, to make money to support her family. Previously, she had been offered uh, porno gigs and had turned them down, but this is one of my favorite parts. She says, uh, I will do a porn, okay, but I won't kiss somebody for money and I won't touch any part of anybody's body. So that sort of narrows down your options there at uh, the okay. point of the yeah.
2: <laughs> And TMZ says she's going to fly solo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess well, all you could do is, th- you know, a solo scene there with her and a toy, I guess.
1: I'm, I'm looking at her. I mean, she's uh, not really necessarily the most attractive lady, but considering all the kids she's had, I mean, she's pretty petite.
2: Could be that five hundred twenty dollar haircut that she just got,
1: wow, really,
2: and she had that, and then a week later she files for bankruptcy.
1: <laughs> well, if you're gonna get a five hundred and twenty dollar haircut, do it right before you file for mm-hmm. bankruptcy yeah
0: I don't know we're we're moving into judging things about what you don't- uh, don't know i'm not i don't I'm okay for ridiculing and making fun of, but not judging
1: okay well i'll I'll ridicule her uh, unibrow then how's that
0: (laughs) there you go (laughs)
4: well there's no doubt she's not very bright 14 kids and gonna do a porno but i can't touch nobody
0: right again i mean there are i suppose scenes that could be done but i i gotta think that she she's probably already missed the peak of her popularity You know, when every when she was on everybody's um, thoughts, I started to say on everybody's lips, but decided that would be a bad turn of phrase when she was uh, in the popular uh, mindset back when it first happened. Then she could, you know, probably have gotten away with it. Uh, But now I don't I don't think that many people will care. I don't know. Well, there's not
4: much doubt that she's broke. She said the octuplets are over three years old and they eat every two hours.
0: Wow. Yeah. Somebody's always I mean, eating. That makes sense. With 14 people, somebody's always eating. Uh, there's some chatter in the chat room, chatter in the chat room, uh, that say she's had some plastic surgeries, a couple of surgeries. So maybe that's why she looks so good. So it sounds to me like she had a windfall of donations and money and that sort of stuff. And now that's all dried up. And she's realizing she doesn't actually have any skills or capacity to support her tremendous family. So really, the only choice at this point is reality television. You know, the the Duggars, as I understand, are leaving their time slot. So, there you go. Yep. Okay, moving on to the next one. Uh, this one is just funny, and, and I'm calling it. Sometimes honesty isn't the best policy. Um, in Naperville, where's Naperville? Is that no? It's not Florida, is it? Really?
4: Oh,
1: uh, yeah. Be. <laughs> All right. It took us a while to get there. I know we're heading
0: South. There's a lot of Florida (laughs) this week. I just like to to move into it funny like that. So basically what happens is this man was allegedly clocked. uh, A young man, 21 years old, Zachary P. Ramirez uh, was clocked at driving 111 miles per hour in a 45 mile an hour zone. Ooh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what the rules are in Florida, but in Texas, that's go directly to jail, do not pass go territory. If you're going more than, I think, 40 miles over the speed limit, it's not a ticket. It's the back of a police car. So, uh, 111 miles per hour in a 45. But, so,
1: Mark, that, I mean, that's surely not enough for this story to make our show. There's got to no. be more to the story, right? Oh, of course
0: not. Of course not. <laughs> so, he was caught speeding, and when the police pulled him over... In, well, this was my awesome thing. 1994 Honda Prelude, which makes me think this story is bogus. Because really, how could you go 111 miles an hour in a Honda Prelude? Oh,
1: no, you could. Those, uh, those 90s Preludes were, were kind of sporty.
0: Yeah, 20. It's 94 Honda Prelude. So it's 20 plus years old. Anyway, when the cop pulled him over, he asked him why he was traveling so fast. Because, you know, that's a reasonable question to ask. The response? For sex.
1: He, like he had a hookup to get to yep, or something? Yep. He, he had a, he had to a to hot him.
0: date, and he was running behind, and he was trying to get there for sex.
1: Okay, sir. Thank you very much for stopping. You have a good evening.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just slow it down a little bit. Slow it down a little bit. Right. <laughs> no, it says the, uh, the officer uh, found 0.2 grams of marijuana during a search. Uh, so, he's facing charges of going 40 miles per mower over the speed limit, and he was charged with possession of less than two and a half grams of marijuana, reckless driving, disobeying a traffic light, and being stupid. Uh, no, I added that last part.
4: I'm thinking, if I'm the cop, I want to see this 40 mile an hour woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to see where he's going. We're going to follow him to see what this woman looks right. like.
0: Son, I will give you a police escort, and if she's hot enough, I'll let you go. But if not, I'm going to book you. Absolutely. (laughs) It's hard to even have any words for that. It just, you know, honesty didn't work for him in that place, but at least he didn't lie. You know, he didn't say that he wasn't, that he was, you know, some medical emergency or whatever. Uh, He he was on his way to to get laid. Wow. (laughs) The question of the chat room from Texas mom is, was he high? Well, I don't know. It's hard to get high on 0.2 grams of marijuana. But then again, maybe yeah. that's why there was only 0.2 grams Two gr- left.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cop found a little roach in in the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. But that's, Poor guy.
0: that's pretty impressive, though, because if it's a 45-mile-an-hour zone, that's a street, you know, a city street, probably a neighborhood. That's some pretty darn good driving, honestly.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, driving like that and those, I mean, the streets like that are generally not, anywhere near built for that kind of speed so is you know he's fortunate he didn't kill himself or somebody else especially at two o'clock in the morning i didn't did you mention that mark this was at 6 a.m on a saturday so uh not exactly the time you want to be out doing this anyway i mean the only people out are the cops looking to bust you know drunks and, and drunks, people doing huh. wrong um and then even if you're totally sober and driving 111 in a 40 or a 45 uh the people around you are probably not the people that are going to be looking out for you, anyways.
0: Exactly. All right. The next story I have is comes out of New Mexico, uh, and I just thought this was interesting and bizarre. It's, I don't really know that it's anything you can. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I had to read this uh, comment in the chat room. Texas mom said he did. He just find out she was ovulating, and he had to be there right now. <laughs> That's funny. He's twenty one years old. Probably not. 21 years old, and smoking a joint. Definitely not. All right. they are riding
2: on a motorcycle seat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the next story is uh, from Las Cruces, New Mexico. This, I think, is both clever and creative and reprehensible all at the same time. The residents of Las Las Cruces, New Mexico put in uh, red light cameras a while back, and uh, apparently... Due to the laws there in New Mexico, it's not a uh, an offense where you can round up warrants or do anything. It's a ticketable offense, but you kind of have to. If you don't pay the ticket, there's nothing they can do. They can't um, <clears throat> they can't come after you. They can't garnish your wages. They can't arrest you. They can't issue a, a citation. It just they send you a, a note that says you have a fine and they trust you to pay it. That that's my rendition of their law. Uh, so they, uh, over time, in the last three years, violators have run up more than $2 million in unpaid fines. Uh, the The city uh, authority says we can't go through the courts because it's not that type of c- citation. We don't have legal enforcement authority. So what they were doing is they looked through the uh, laws there in Las Cruces, New Mexico, and found out that there's a law that says you, uh, if you owe the city for anything, you're not, eligible for city services so they're sending these people letters saying until you pay up we're going to cut your water off no pay no pee oh Hmm.
1: wow now what do you think about that i mean
0: what i find interesting about that and i i assume it's the same in new mexico but in texas where i live if you don't have water they will condemn your house and throw you out so so the threat that they're making is a lot more than just taking away your hot shower because if this continues, that gives the, the, the government, city and, and state government, more authority to do more things. So this is a really strong-handed measure, but snuck in in a simple way.
1: Yeah, uh, I would – I would. it's hard for me to feel sorry for people that don't take care of their responsibilities. Um wow. So all I could say is I would hope that people are given ample opportunity to take care of something like this. I mean, I, I you know, because I also think of uh, the single mother that's just scraping to get by with two kids um, and she gets one of these. And let's say, you know, the, generally these these things aren't that much, at least not here in Texas, it's, you know, maybe 90 bucks or $110 or something. But uh, to the single mom with two kids, that's a lot of money. Um. So at least you know I, I would hope that they're giving them ample time to you know work it out or maybe uh, even giving them an opportunity to uh, negotiate it or something. Uh, wow!
0: They sent everybody a letter, uh, and I'm just going to cherry pick it. It says, according to the rules, uh, you are hereby advised that unless the fines are paid or other satisfactory arrangements are made with the city on or before a certain date, the city would terminate all current city provided services which would be water and maybe gas depending on how
1: you go. it's water and trash yeah and trash Trash too yeah
0: yeah wow and it says you know
1: but they do say you know satisfactory payment arrangements so that that leads me to believe that you know they are allowing people to maybe pay this out over time if they don't have the means to come up with the money up front
0: and they say it's working that people are getting these letters and they're calling in and they're mad as as hornets about it but they're paying their fines (laughs)
1: yeah yeah well, you know it it's kind of the same thing out here mark you know uh and we hear about it periodically uh it kind of makes its way back in the media is the toll roads and you know people will go and they'll they have these automated uh photo booths now they don't have manned booths anymore, and so they'll just send you something in the mail, and uh the fines can get huge, and then uh it gets to a point you can't you can't register your car
0: right. And, and the way they do it in Texas is terrible. There, there will be no place you can pay a toll. There's no toll booth. There's no computer. There's no place you can put money in. They send you uh, a, a bill, and then they add on a convenience fee. of like if uh, The last time I got that, my wife uh, listened to her GPS, and it took her down toll roads, as all GPS are wont to do. And she racked up about $8 in uh, tolls. And it was like a thirty dollar convenience fee to pay that eight dollars.
3: So or we had to have like Easy Pass or something like that, and get well, the you have to have like Easy Pass on your car. Right, you like could do idea. that. We could do that, but we don't
0: live in the city. We we you know we go near a toll road a couple of times a year, so it would be pointless of us to do that. And I had the same thing. I was traveling in Austin, and I was driving down a road that at no point did, was there any indication that it was a toll road. There was no sign that said it was a toll road. I had no idea it was a toll road until about oh. three weeks later. I got a, a a picture of my license plate and a, a bill in the mail for like $40 again uh, for a convenience fee. And that was if so, I sent a
3: check. If I, I could pay with a
0: credit card for an
3: additional like $20 convenience fee. So they just sneak up on. That's crazy. That's really whoa, You know that yeah. was going on. Well, yeah, that's a, that's
1: a pretty pretty hot topic in in Texas because the toll roads are kind of taking over, and they're constantly building a new toll road somewhere. Uh, basically, all the places that people want to go are where there there's actually traffic. So rather than let's uh, make the existing freeway better, uh, no, we're just going to put a toll road in there and start charging everybody for it.
0: And you know, while uh, we're whining about Texas, there we're also converting what we used to be public roads roads into toll roads yeah roads that yeah. were built with public funds are now becoming toll roads oh yeah
1: yeah well, I, was so just I, I have the i have the pass i have a toll tag on my car and um I, probably every couple of months uh, i put 40 dollars on it and you know i can go online as long as you do it that way no problem you know, and it's fairly cheap. I'm I'm okay with it. It saves me, it saves me enough time, and probably uh, just the 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 savings in gas from doing it uh, kind of offsets it for me. But, um, you know, I'm in a situation where I have to hit it every day.
0: But the minimum you can buy is like fifty dollars worth of tolls. You pay in advance forty. Okay, so yeah. you pay your forty dollars, and then it's debited. So for those right. eight dollars worth of fees, I have to buy a forty dollar card that I'm never going to use.
3: Yeah, so EZ nice. Pass is here in New York too. You buy your forty dollars, and then you when it's done, it puts puts it right back on again. When your credit card automatically recharges, you know, when you're when it get down to ten dollars, it puts it back. All right, enough whining yeah, the, the, about I, that.
4: I, I was just thinking after reading that story. You know, you know what happens when they stop picking up the trash. If I was the people at City Hall, I might be worried when you started cutting off the sewer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and what if, and what if you're, you're a neighbor?
1: <laughs> Do you want to be the neighbor of those people? Well, that's what you I'm know, saying. The, I'm, the trash I, is just piling up outside, yeah, and you know true. there's this awful smell coming from smell their house. And,
0: and, well, and then that's then they fine you for that. If you have trash in your yard, that's a fine. If you don't have, right. that's what I'm saying. This seems simple, but it's really a very big deal. This this is one of those things that could lead to them taking your house from you. House away. right? So it uh, it's, it's, seems lighthearted, but when you put on your libertarian hat, it's, it's just a, a hair step away from the jackbooted thugs coming and ripping you out of your, your house.
1: Well, and that's where we'll be hearing about this story next is it will escalate to that with some individual. Somebody's going to uh, end up losing their house over it, and then it'll be in the national media.
4: My thing is, you go back, why did they wait so long?
0: Well, they just now found the loophole. Kind of money. They just found out the loophole in the law. They they had been doing what they knew they could do, and just recently somebody was doing some research and said, "Oh, we have this option." All right, moving right along. Uh, this this next story I'm calling. I didn't say I didn't know where it was. Uh, in S- Seattle, police arrested a highly intoxicated man Saturday after he reported his car stolen. Well, you think that's unusual? Uh, he said he uh, he called the officer. He called nine one one, and reported uh, this car stolen. Which I'm not sure nine one one is the way to go with that, but that's what he did. Uh, and the he told the police the the place the the car was last seen or where it was taken from. So the police responded and they found his car there with him in the passenger seat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. his story is that uh, somebody was trying to drive him home and he didn't want them driving his car. So he reported it stolen knowing that then if he had driven anywhere, he would have been pulled over and arrested. So that was his protection of his own vehicle, which, you know, again, that's what was my story there. I didn't say I didn't know where it was. I didn't say I didn't know where my car was. I just said it was stolen. And I just didn't mention that I was in it. So he was arrested and is, um, facing charges for abuse of the 911 system
4: well maybe the dispatcher misunderstood and he was reporting his steering wheel stolen <laughs>
0: yeah, that's it.
2: and was saying his friend was supposed to drive him but he felt his friend was too inebriated oh, that's to drive. right drunk yeah, to drive him. that's
0: awesome he's too drunk to drive he doesn't need to be driving That's great. I, I can just see you're the cop. Uh, you, you walk up and you see the stolen car, and so you, you probably have your one hand on the gun and your your flashlight, you know, in that billy club position. And and you walk up and you say, "What's going on here?" And he says, well, "Nothing, officer. I'm just sitting here. And may I see some identification?" And then you see the ID, and it's the guy who reported his own car stolen. It's, uh, how do you respond to that? Do you laugh at him? Are you mad at him? Or is it both?
1: Well, I can tell you, I mean, because I've been there. Uh, once you're done dealing with the situation, then you laugh. That's, <laughs> I mean, cops, cops definitely do that. You know, after some oddball situation, and they have no shortage of them that they run into. Yeah, they sit around and have a good laugh about it. Then they go back and tell their buddies, you know, who weren't actually there on the scene. And, uh, yeah, good times will be had
4: just wonder how his friend got the keys to drive him home.
0: They probably asked for him in the, in the state he, he was in. He just said, I don't yeah. want him
4: to drive me home because he's drunk, but I'll give him the keys to set <laughs> yeah. <in> the car.
0: <laughs> you're trying to ascribe logic to a man who was at a blood alcohol level of a million. So You're just not going to do that.
2: And his friend must have moved the car a little bit. It says that his friend was arrested on suspicion of driving under the
0: influence. Yeah, suspicion of driving under the influence. Yeah, he called and reported that the car was going. That, that I find that interesting. We can't prove it, but we think you probably did. Anybody want to know how to uh, steal 10 tons of bridge? Anyone? Well, oh, it's easy. I
1: have easy. often wondered that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's easy. Look like you belong. Uh, this is in the Czech Republic. Uh, a crew, uh, a gang, they're calling it, but a, a crew of men arrived at a depot in Slavkov, Czechoslovakia, in the east of the country, with forged paperwork claiming that the footbridge over a disused railroad track had to come down. So they uh, they said they had been hired to demolish the bridge and remove the unwanted railroad track to make room for another route. So they spent days, weeks, every day showing up, dismantling the track, and they were selling the steel for scrap. Only after it was gone, after it had been done, somebody thought, maybe we should check out this paperwork. And there was no order. They were just really ballsy criminals. And they said the cost is going to be in the millions to replace that bridge. Wow. Well, that's... So that just goes to show that you can do anything if you act like you belong there. Yeah, if it looks
3: right, if it just looks, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that reminds me of the, uh, what was the, uh, you know, the movie Catch, I think it was Catch Me If You Can, Mark?
0: Right, yeah, uh, uh, Frank Abagnale.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that that guy, you know, uh, made a living, you know, uh, living a high life doing just that, you know. Basically, convincing people that uh, he belonged where he belonged—that he was a, a pilot or whatever—you know—he could just convince people of that. So, if you got a, if you got the cojones to pull it off, you can certainly pull it off because that's generally it, right? We we look at people if you know if they don't seem nervous and they're telling you something. I mean, our, a lot of people's uh, natural inclination is just you know to trust people.
0: And honestly, if somebody comes to you. And says, we've been tasked with removing this 10 tons of steel.
3: At what point would you say, eh, I don't believe it? I mean, what, yeah, who exactly. makes up a story like that? Yeah, it <laughs> sounds good. It looks good. And they're going to do it. And they're coming back every day and doing it. So right. yeah.
0: They showed up with all the right tools, all tools. They were working. They took a lot of breaks. So they looked like they were union. It, it's... <laughs>
2: Couldn't have been a popular line. I mean, a train coming by. Whoops. Well, it said it was a <laughs> yeah. disused
0: thing, and uh, in in the U.S., interestingly enough, uh, disused tracks are considered public property, and so huh. that wouldn't be a crime. That's a, a a weird bit of trivia I picked up somewhere along the line, because we most of our tracks were laid uh, under government auspices so okay moving on to the next well, there's a so word of the day ah the, the next story was one that i saw and really was just going to pass on it because i didn't i didn't find it all that interesting but then i got like 15 other people submitted this one to me so i've got to do it and it's uh, uh i'm calling it that a motel hopes that bare bottoms will help their bottom line and uh in uh, a certain southern State. I can't remember. It's a. It's it's kind of a peninsula shape. What? Where is that? Sort of divides uh, the uh,
1: mm. the Gulf from the Atlantic. Yeah.
0: What What is that yeah. state called?
1: Florida. That's Florida. Right. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Texas mom, in the chat room.
0: The Faulty Towers Motel, F A W L T Y Towers Motel, in Cocoa Beach, Florida, uh, on May first. So it already happened. Has gone nude. And the owner, uh, Paul Hodge, uh, decided, first had to convince his skeptical wife uh, that <laughs> that he was a good... No, honey, honestly, really, th- this is for the business. I want to bring naked women in here for the business, honestly. Uh, and then he had to convince some neighbors. Uh, but the idea is that it's a, it's a surf area, and there's a lot of young people around there. And he thinks that by being clothing optional, um, you can make make some money and and this is my favorite part about it. I love this. He's selling day passes. So you can you can get into like the pool area without actually having to stay. So that's, you know, the the horny young spring breakers are are going to do that. So it's like 25 bucks for a day pass to go to this this nude hotel. But what what's, what's going to happen is when you get there, it's only going to be horny young male spring breakers. And there's <laughs> not going to be any women there. Right wow
1: (sighs) you know i'm just thinking uh, i keep wondering how this can possibly be you know all these things from florida and i think i got it figured out now so you have two weird people you know let's say you have a couple and they're a little bit off centered or something and they have this conversation and they say you know hey honey I, th- I think we need to go to Florida. All this crazy crap happens there, you know. And his girlfriend says, "Crazy crap, I'm in. Let's go." <laughs> so you just you have all those people from at least you know the the southern states, maybe or you know this half of the United States, but they just flock to Florida. It, it, it's got to be something like that, uh, you know. I, at first, I thought it was the humidity. Now I, I think it's just there's just it's a magnet for weird people. Maybe it's the uh, the Bermuda Triangle. Maybe there really is some sort right. of magnetic weird thing going on.
0: So there's a, 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 another thing in there that the, he's got a little bar, a, a topless bar, not a topless bar, but a topless bar where you can buy access to the bar just by buying drinks. So you don't have to pay the, the $25 there. Um, so it's not considered like a nude business. It's, it's clothing optional. So it's not a sexually oriented business. And so he doesn't have to deal with any of those permits. It says the guests uh, could, however, still face criminal charges of indecent exposure if if they set foot or technically their private parts outdoors. So if you can be seen driving by, that's indecent exposure. If you're within the confines of the walls of the hotel, you're fine. Okay. Weird stuff. Welcome to Florida. Take your pants off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <They're so> title. <laughs> yeah, I'll get that one in there.
0: Actually, a Texas mom in the same room says, says, no, says no windows. Actually, windows are perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with windows. Because if somebody looks in the window, that's their business, not yours. So you can have all glass walls on your house and walk around naked, and that's not indecent exposure. Oh. It's only when you step outside. Now, right down the road in Sarasota, Florida, what do you know? Another <laughs> Florida story. Uh... Uh, A man realized that leaving your child with alcoholic babysitters is probably not a good idea. Um, A grandmother and grandfather are facing numerous charges for towing a plastic toy car from behind their SUV with their grandchild seated inside.
1: Oh, wow.
3: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh,
0: According to the arrest report, a Sarasota deputy on patrol spotted the SUV on Sunday pulling a small plastic Hot Wheels car with a seven-year-old girl inside. The car was connected to the SUV with a dog leash tied to the trailer hitch. The vehicle was traveling about five to ten miles per hour, and the woman was riding in the rear with the hatch open, cheering the child on. The little girl had on a bathing suit and no protective gear. The deputy immediately pulled the vehicle over, and in the arrest report states that the driver of the s u v forty nine year old Paul baroni had a strong smell of alcohol in him. baroni told the deputy his driver 's license had been suspended for ten years due to d u i and at first he only had two or three drinks then later he said he 'd drink uh, drink a little more, but he wouldn 't say how much uh, he refused to take a field sobriety test. The woman writing in the back forty seven year old belinda baroni baron uh also reportedly was intoxicated and she knew it was dangerous to toy the car but they were just having fun and had been doing this all day wow the child's <laughs> father was called to the scene and reportedly became very set upset and said to his mother are you effing stupid you should know better I'm almost willing to call him the effing stupid one at this point.
1: Yeah, because the very next line in this story is the father told investigators he believed both grandparents have a drinking problem.
3: So let so, me leave my you. So let with me leave them. my kid with you. Yeah. Right.
1: That just blows my mind. Investigators wow.
0: say the child was unharmed in the incident.
4: They were training her to be a NASCAR driver. She was practicing <laughs> drafting.
0: Drive faster <laughs> and left.
4: Yeah,
0: that's what they were doing. When I was a kid growing up, and a couple of days a year in in the part of Texas where I live, we usually have some snow and ice. And one of our favorite things to do was to tie stuff behind a truck and be dragged around on it. Now, we're talking teenage years at this point. Uh, A a great thing to do would be the hood of an old car. You could lay on the hood and be dragged around by it. Uh, But we were stupid kids doing stupid kid stuff. We were not nearly 50 years old and towing a seven-year-old. Uh, In fact, that stopped when a friend of mine, a classmate, got his finger wrapped up in the tow rope and it pulled it right off. So we all decided that wasn't a good idea anymore. (laughs) Texas mom in the chat room says that uh, her dad used to attach the sled to the lawnmower. Lawnmowers go two miles an hour, not ten. What bothers me about that is you you can't stop that thing. So if they stop the little plastic car slams right into the bumper slams right into the
3: bumper
1: yeah. yeah that's possible or you know if uh because i i was looking at the car they've got pictures of it uh you know that little girl could cut the wheel on that thing or something it could flip over on top of her and be, and dragged,
0: along. be dragged along
1: dragged along right yeah at least for a little bit i mean you know uh it might only be you know 15 or 20 feet but it, it's yeah gosh that's dangerous
0: the mugshots of the grandparents are awesome. They, they look like they are um, in an altered state of reality in many ways. I don't know. It's one of those things that probably sounds like a really good idea when you're drunk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Okay, there's got to be something brighter
0: uh, in our future. Well, here's here. something stupider. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Watch Glee, no degree. A student uh, at in out of Greensville, South Carolina. South Carolina. A week before his graduation, twenty-three-year-old Chris Peterman uh, was told that Bob Jones University is not going to allow him to graduate because he watched the TV show Glee at a bar off campus. What? Yeah, it's a it's a very conservative Baptist school. Their rules are that there are no television or radios on campus. He's been there for more than three years. He's lived under those rules. That's fine. Uh, And they're allowed to watch television off campus. So apparently there's a bar nearby where students go to uh, do things that you shouldn't be able to do, like drink and watch television. And another student narked on him, said he was watching Glee. He says he's a big fan of Glee, watches it every week. And now they're going to, re- they gave him, uh, He. Uh, they have a demerit system. If you have 150 demerits, you're suspended from school. Apparently, he's had some trouble before, but when this incident was reported, they told him that he was going to, uh, that, that he was reported that he had been watching Glee, they issued him 50 demerits, which put him over the limit, and they kicked him out of the school three weeks before graduation for watching Glee. What about the person who turned him? What about that person, right? That I don't know. They probably got a bonus. Yeah. 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 Television is not okay. Narking is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You
4: can't watch TV, but you can sit in the bar.
0: The bar, bar was perfectly yeah. fine. Right.
4: But it was watching Glee on That's what got you in trouble.
0: And uh, the, the, the the statement issued by the university says that we hold our students to a high standard. We expect them to live up to it both on and off campus they signed an agreement when they 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 became students here when they enrolled we expect them to stand to it and honestly i think they're fine with that this is not a legal issue it's a private school there's no there's no legal uh issues there they have every right to do this but it's you can't deny it's pretty douchey oh yeah that's my technical term for it
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, he mentions that he uh, he formed some sort of silent protest uh, at some point in the future for something else uh, about to raise uh, sexual abuse awareness and that he feels that they're essentially being douchey to uh, to get back at him.
0: Right. He was on the radar, essentially. And this was their opportunity to throw him out. And that's in that Um, situation. The university has all the power.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um how do you spell douche? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm filling in show titles.
0: <laughs> There's a show title. <laughs> how, do how do you spell douche?
1: Maybe I'll make it that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, um but yeah, uh, a university chooses whether or not to like release transcripts. So if he wants to go somewhere else, they can withhold that information and none of his credits can be transferable. So they they really have all the power here.
3: Somebody else, they might not accept them from that place, from that university anyway. Even if you did get, if it's a private school, they don't have to, right? I don't it's think. It's a
0: possibility, yeah. So that,
3: that makes
0: me weary wary of, of sending my kids to a private school for sure. Uh, I don't know. Just weird story. Wasn't in Florida though. No. All right. Moving right along. The next one I'm calling irony. How I love thee. This was in uh, London. A officer, uh, excuse me, a driver by the name of David Ludon, 34 years old, uh, fell asleep on the highway and ran off the road and crashed into a road sign. The road sign said, tiredness can kill. Take a break. (laughs) That's it. That's the whole story. He ran into a sign about being drowsy because he fell asleep at the wheel. Love it. That's pretty good. (laughs) No comment on that. It's just funny. Yeah. This one is awesome. And this was sent to me by a couple of different people. Uh, A uh, 92-year-old black market hero. And I linked to the second page of the article and not the first, so I don't have the guy's name.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, uh, it's Mr. Strachman. Strachman
0: is his last name. I I forgot his first name. But uh, basically, uh, for about the last seven years since his wife died, in order to uh, pass the time, he has been buying black market DVDs. He hasn't been renting them. He hasn't been buying them himself. He hasn't started with anything legal. He's been starting with black market DVDs, duplicating them and sending them to the troops overseas, by the thousands, tens uh, tens of thousands over the years. Uh, and so, troops would get these things uh, from address from Big High was was all they said it was from, and so he would send them to chaplains knowing that chaplains wouldn't hoard them and that chaplains tend to move around. Yeah, His name is Hyman Strachman. H-Y-M-A-N. Thank you, Gordon. Uh, so, the big high. Um, would would send them things. And uh, he bought himself a CD duplicator. Uh, excuse me, a DVD duplicator. Uh, and he makes seven copies because his DVD duplicator will make seven at a time. So, he pops a movie in, makes seven copies, bundles those seven up, pops another movie in, makes seven copies. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Texas mom in the chat room. Got to get me one of them babies, hi. Huh? Got to get me one of them babies. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, you need to watch Raising Arizona. So seven movies at a time. He bundles them up and he, he has figured out the maximum that will fit in a prepaid uh, U.S. postal box. And he packs them up and he sends them off to Afghanistan. And people have sent him back, uh, like American flags with their with notes written on it uh, and and pictures and and they call him a hero. It's like we've got nothing to do. Uh, there are stories that these guys tell about him uh, about sitting around a laptop, hunkered down in a, a a tent with bombs going off around them, watching a movie because it's the only piece of home that they get, courtesy of Big High. So my he's one of my favorite criminals of all times.
3: Yeah, I think it's
0: it's estimated that uh, between 2008 and 2010, uh, Mister Struckman sent more than 2,000 DVDs uh, to this one particular captain's outfit, and uh, and apparently the RIAA is aware of it, or not the RIAA, but the MPAA is aware of it, but they're leery of suing a 92-year-old former veteran of World War II who is sending their movies to the troops. So they released some uh, anemic little statement, we're grateful that the entertainment we produce can bring some enjoyment to them while they're away from home. I like their
4: description. Hardened criminal in black grandpa shoes and blue suspenders that hoisted his trousers up to his sternum. (laughs) (laughs)
0: He talks about, uh, he used to do the discs one by one, one at a time. Uh, and he would, uh, he would go, he would travel down to the subway and find a guy hawking him down there. Now he, he orders them online. He's found places online. He downloads his illegal movies. Uh, and, uh, he says he will time them with the release. Like, you know, uh, he'll get something like a, a pre-release or, or a pre-edit or something like that. And, um, he will send it to the troops so that they get it when it's in the theaters. So yeah, the current
3: movies. They'll so you know, not watch right. some old movies.
0: One of the, one of the uh, soldiers said that he watched Transformers before it had even been released in the U.S. So that's it's cool. A,
2: that's cool. Saying man. in February he did 1,100 movies. He called it his slow month. Uh, he hasn't kept official count, but he estimates that he's topped 80,000 discs a year during his heyday between 2007-2008. Since he started in 2004, he's estimated 300,000 descent.
0: So I I don't condone content theft, but go big high. And he says the (laughs) troops are all coming home, and so it's not something he's going to keep doing, and he's going to have to look for another hobby before long. uh, We have a comment from the chat room. Former fat guy says, my nephew was in Iraq for a year and he said they had a community server that had, had, quote, every movie you ever wanted to see and every song you ever wanted to hear. So that's cool. I mean, in the criminal sense. Yeah. (laughs) I have to be careful (laughs) about endorsing uh, content piracy, but that's awesome. And the next story is one that I, I, do, I couldn't even come up with a title for. I just called it, um, huh? Uh, a Seattle attorney, Andrew Basagio, Basiago, claims that the U.S. government sent him on time travels when he was a child. Uh, yeah. He's a lawyer and he produced a, a, a picture taken at Abraham Lincoln's inauguration that says was him as a child. He says the government, the, the military, has had teleportation since the 40s and time travel, and they use it routinely. That that General Schwarzkopf used teleportation to move troops around during the war. And that's how they got there so fast. But uh, they're they're hoarding it instead of using it for uh, moving uh cargo around and releasing it to the public where it would be would be useful apparently it's stable and it's been around for a long time and you can travel back and forth in time uh as long as you want and there's some sort of weird hologram thing um he says it's inexpensive environmentally friendly uh (laughs) and the defense department has had it for 40 years former defense secretary donald rumsfeld used it to transport troops into battle What, yeah, what do you say right. about that? According to this, they found the plans in Nikola Tesla's apartment after his death. And so they've been building it since then. The Here's a quote. The machine consisted of two gray elliptical booms, about eight, uh, feet tall, separated by about 10 feet, between which a shimmering curtain of what Tesla called radiant energy was broadcast. Radiant energy is a form of energy that Tesla discovered that is latent and pervasive in the universe uh, and has among its properties the capacity to bend time-space. Well, clearly.
1: Yeah, this guy... Uh so he specializes in exopolitics or the political implications surrounding an extraterrestrial presence on Earth.
3: He's a nutball. Oh, nutball. Yes. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Mark.
0: He said he went twice to the assassination of President Lincoln and once met himself there. The That's second time bad. he saw himself there the first time. What? <laughs> He's insane. <laughs> you got to check out this article. That's all I have to say about that. It is just yeah, freaking bizarre.
2: Should have slapped himself upside the head when he met him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you can't interact with yourself or worlds will collide and George Casanza's sandwich will get messed up. It um, <laughs> says, after the first of these two encounters with myself occurred, I was concerned that my cover might be blown. Unlike the jump to Gettysburg, in which I was clutching a letter to Navy Secretary Gideon Wells to offer me aid and assistance in the event I was arrested, I didn't have any explanatory materials when I was sent to Ford's Theater.
1: <laughs> yeah. So not a, not only did he 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 traveled back, but he was at all the hot spots.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah all the <laughs> yeah. And he
0: doesn't explain why they were sending people back, but he says apparently children adapt to it better than adults. So, almost all the people they sent back were children. Okay. He said he wants uh, teleporters installed in every major city where people and products could be transported through the time-space continuum. This would free up lots of urban space that is currently used by train yards and airports. Of course, there are risks. And he remembers being uh, feeling extreme turbulence while going through the Vortal time tunnel. And he said, one tragedy occurred in the early days of the technology in which a child uh, arrived a few seconds before his legs did. Ouch. <laughs> okay.
1: okay, the one thing that, that gets me, I, I want to hear the explanation for this. So <laughs> how exactly do you teleport 20,000 troops and keep that a secret? Well, I'm telling you, you know, people might, you know, I've, I've been there, I've been in the military and I'm telling you, there's no way in the world that 20,000 troops are not, it's not going to slip out.
0: Well, they just, they teleported an entire Navy ship in the forties and kept that a secret, John.
1: Yeah. I'm believing that one too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Wow. Nutball.
0: That's one we don't even have to do anything to that one. There's no ridicule we need to do, there's no commentary. It's just bizarre on its Mm -hmm. own. All right. I'm, I'm, Corey, I'm glad you're here for this one because this one I was hoping that you would be here for. All Uh, right. I'm I'm moving ahead a little bit. Uh, This is in uh, Leicester Park, again, back in in jolly old England. A guide dog owner was fined 80 pounds, which is about 150 bucks. Uh, for refusing to pick up um, his dog's poo. The man is blind. He's be- he's being led around by a guide dog. The dog takes a dump, and the officer gives him a ticket because he didn't clean it up. He didn't see it. He didn't know it had happened. Yeah. It's, a,
3: it's, a, it's weird. I mean, I supposedly, I've never, I don't have a guy dog, but supposedly what you're supposed to do, I guess, I mean, from what I've heard, should take a bag when the dog's ready to crap you're supposed just take a bag? Or I don't know how you're supposed to know. I guess when they, you're supposed well, to put a bag underneath, supposedly. That's what, that's what he
0: said think. is the dogs are trained not to do that, that he takes them, he has a little pad, he takes them out before they go and the dog is supposed to be trained to go there. Uh, but he did have a bag with him and he he asked the officer, if you just point me to it, And I will clean it up. And the officer refused and wrote him the ticket. And and according to uh, the article here, blind people, people with guide dogs, are uh, exempt from this rule for obvious reasons. I mean, that's just a yeah. uh, How do you expect a guy to know that his dog has just taken a dump?
3: Oh yeah, no, I smell.
0: Yeah, they're supposed. Yeah, yeah, blind people are supposed to have acute senses. Uh, uh, Do you have a super sensitive sense of smell, Corey? Since you're blind.
3: I don't think I have more than anybody. I don't think...
0: How about your hearing? Can you hear flies uh, a a mile away? No. No. So all that stuff is crap that we hear about blind people.
3: Yeah, the the sense with the hearing, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) He needed that bacon-scented kitty look.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you feed your dog enough bacon so that when he takes a dump, it (laughs) smells like bacon.
4: (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: We just solved the problem. Well, as it turns out, he uh, uh, brought it up to the local authorities, and the authorities said, yeah, this cop was stupid. You don't have to pay the fine, and we're going to have a talk with him. So it all worked out in the end, but it's just, uh, how stupid do you have to be to be that cop? Yeah, really.
3: I mean, yeah. All right.
0: Moving right along see i'm having to pick and choose here because we're running long should we do um oh we got to do the dentist
3: oh yeah that was a good one
0: hell hath no fury like a dentist scorned this is also in um czechoslovakia i believe i thought it was in oh okay no let me let me get that right uh it's not in the u.s i'm pretty sure it's it's czechoslovakia because, uh, well, there is no Czechoslovakia anymore. The Czech Republic. Um, Poland. There we go. Thank you for reading the article faster than I did. Uh, a man in Poland, I'm, I'm going to condense it for you. Uh, he, he lived with a woman for a while. They were um, uh, romantically engaged. They broke up. About a week later, he made an appointment to go see her because she was a dentist. So he goes and sits in her dental chair. She anesthetizes him. He's laying there looking. At, she looks at him. She says, I tried to be a professional, but when I saw him there, I thought, what a bastard. And so she did what any sensible professional dentist would do. She removed all of his teeth. Wow. All of oh. his teeth. His new girlfriend has left him because she says she can't be with a man with no teeth. So he woke up, he, is, uh, he was numb, she had wrapped his mouth shut so that he couldn't open it, and said, well, there were some complications, you're going to have to go see a specialist, here's his number, go right now. Well, he didn't, he went home instead, looked in the mirror and found there was nothing there.
2: Is that how she felt?
0: <laughs> so that that's, I mean... Let's talk about the mistakes he made there.
3: Do you yeah. go to your ex-girlfriend? Girlfriend. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Do and you I go to like, your
0: ex-girlfriend eight days dentist? after you dump her for another woman? Not smart.
3: Isn't there another dentist around somewhere?
0: Surely <laughs> there are other dentists in Poland. She can't be the only one. <laughs> Former fat guy in the chat room says, at least he didn't schedule a colonoscopy with her. <laughs> Could have been worse. Could have been a vasectomy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said when i woke up i knew something was wrong because i couldn't feel any teeth and my jaw was strapped with bandages she told me my mouth was numb and i wouldn't be able to feel anything for a while and that the bandages were there to protect my gums but i would need to see a specialist he said i didn't have any reason to doubt her i mean i thought she was a professional but when i got home and looked in the mirror i couldn't effing believe it the woman had emptied my mouth
3: awesome Yep, all
0: right we don't have a lot of commentary tonight um okay guys uh i'm gonna get let you oh wait i gotta do this one driving a 17 wheeler so this uh is also in england right Did I get it right? Yeah, Lori... Oh, Czech Republic. Okay, that's right. I knew there were two Czech stories. This is in the Czech Republic. Uh, A truck driver was driving a big 18-wheeler, and he was pulled over because one of the wheels had fallen off. Now, you might hear that and think... I, I can sort of understand There's two axles on the back. Each axle has two wheels on it. One of those could fall off, and he says he'd been uh, just doing a, a very long shift, and he was really tired, and he didn't notice. So you can almost accept that that could happen. Until you see the picture, and you see that it's the front wheel that came off. Not one of the back ones. The front right wheel came off of the truck. And he didn't notice until a cop pulled him over. No reaction to that. Really?
2: How can you not thinking, tell that your front tire is missing?
0: Oh, How tired do you have to be to so think, you know, leaning, this, so this thing
3: isn't right. handling as well as know, it used right. to be. It's going to be leaning, right? It's going to be.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. There's a picture of it there, and it really doesn't look like it's leaned way over to one side.
0: <laughs> Here's my favorite part. The last line. He was given a warning. The truck was impounded, and he had three points put on his license driving a truck with no front wheel he didn't notice how do you not notice the front wheel is missing
4: i'm thinking the czech republic is the florida of europe
0: (laughs) 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 maybe the road roads are so bad in the czech republic (laughs) that you can't tell if you have tires or not that's maybe that's (laughs) i don't know i thought that one would get a better reaction Okay, so I'm going to let you guys choose, uh, based on just the story, we're going to do one more story, based on the titles, do we do Helen Keller Sunglasses, or we do do Polite But Dumb Burglar?
3: Polite But Dumb, but dumb Burglar. Okay. One vote for uh, that? and uh, The Polite Burglar, probably. Burger.
0: Okay, that's the one we'll go with. Helen Keller Sunglasses, Google it. So, uh, the Polite But Dumb burglar was in washington i was wishing this was florida but it wasn't in bremerton washington a uh uh, a man broke into a house stole some stuff and was caught the people were there when he broke in and they um Basically, you know, said, hey, what are you doing here? Uh, and <laughs> says that the, the man said, uh, boy, you better get out of here. I've got a gun. His response was, yes, sir. And he left. Okay. Uh, and then he called back a little later that afternoon and says, hey, while I was at your house, I dropped a few things. If I come back and give you your stuff back, can I get my things that I dropped you? Dropped there. To which the homeowner said, sure, we don't, we don't have a problem with that. Come on. And when he got there, the police were waiting for him.
3: Oh, good. I, I can't,
0: I can't imagine what was going through his head. So he's, yeah, bro- he really? broke into the house at three o'clock in the morning. The The house, uh, the homeowners uh, woke, grabbed a gun, told him to get out. He said, yes, sir. And left. Then he called back and said, I had dropped some things. I'd really like to get them back. I'll bring some of your stuff, but not all of it. I'll bring some of your stuff back if I can get mine.
3: That's amazing.
0: <laughs> he said, as long as you don't call the police. And he returned yeah, sure. to go through with a deal, and the officers were waiting and arrested him. Uh, and then they said he was very polite through the entire orde- ordeal and even apologized while he was being cuffed. polite but dumb
1: yeah you know uh it it seems weird that we see all these uh these dumb uh offenders you know lawbreakers but you know if you are true i mean there are dumb people in the world you know it it takes all kinds so i mean if you're that dumb i'm what else are you going to do for a living (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not like you you, you can't even make uh, burgers for McDonald's. I mean, you, you, you just don't have the capacity. So, yeah.
0: Another yeah, great uh, story we don't have time to go into, but I, I encourage you to Google it. Uh, I probably should have led with it, but I forgot it was there. Uh, a fellow by the name of Daniel Chong, a college student at uh, uh, University of California, San Diego, was swept up in a drug bust uh he was just there he wasn't one of the drug dealers he was at the house the the uh dea threw him in a holding cell and forgot he was there for 5 days
3: oh wow I, mean, I read about that i read about that yeah, yeah. No, food,
0: no, no food no food no food no water no toilet Need he to he, his- he drank his own urine to stay hydrated the only thing he found to eat in 5 days was a bag of meth that somebody had left in there you got to figure out how that happened how oh, that happened how did they get um, in there <laughs> and so they found him 4 days later called the paramedics he spent 4 days in the hospital recovering from it so the the story seems a little fishy in a lot of a lot of ways but the facts yeah. are there the facts are he was picked up and the facts are 4 days later they called the ambulance and took him to the hospital so um it, you have to acknowledge those facts. But uh, it says that he could hear people in the cells next door. He could hear conversations going on, but when he yelled, they couldn't hear him. That seems a little weird. That sound can only travel one way through the cell. But, you know, again, the facts are he was arrested, and four days later, he was taken to the hospital for severe uh, malnutrition and dehydration. Wow. I said I wasn't going to cover that story, and then I did. <laughs> yes. All right, guys, we are quickly approaching mini series status here, so let's quickly wrap up and uh, just go around the horn here and tell people where they can find you should they be more interested in the brilliant minds here at the periodic table. Corey, we'll start with you.
3: Uh, P-O-R-T-C-O-R-E-Y on Twitter. Port Corey? Port
0: Corey on Twitter. Mr. Gordon Lee?
2: You can find me on the Element OP forums as wise one. <laughs>
0: And he's pretty much there all the time, Mr. Chuck Jolly. How about yourself? I am Nightstar on Twitter. Nightstar on Twitter, Mr. Keibel. Yes,
1: yes, you can uh, find me on Twitter. It's sh- at Sean TX S H A W N T X. Facebook. Facebook.com slash Sean uh, I'm on LinkedIn and Google Plus And, you know, if you Google Sean Keibel, you're going to be able to track me down. Of course, the best way to track me down would be the Element OP
0: website. In the bacon bracket, because he's That's watching that right. like a hawk.
1: That's right. Don't forget to vote for your favorite bacon.
0: And my name is Mark Cockrell. Mark Cockrell on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. But again, the Element OP Forums is the best place to find me. And I haven't plugged it on this show yet. I am working on a book. If you want to be a podcaster, if you ever have any uh, desire to do that, or know somebody else who wants to be a podcaster soon, my audio book entitled The Podcast Handbook will be finished. I'm almost finished with the first draft, and then I'll have to rewrite it, and then I'll have to produce it and edit. Okay, so maybe not that soon. But I just want to get that out there. Look for it where better downloads are available something like that thanks for being with us guys thanks for being in the chat room chat room people and i will say that ends this episode of the periodic table